This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 260 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. This is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. We're Welcome, Reese. Hi. Yeah. yeah, it's just you and me today, Philip. <laughs> yeah, and and a week early is, is when we're taping this. And a week early. Yeah. Yes, so. yes. Next week um, is the CDI here in Kentucky, and and Philip and I were able to to record tonight so we're recording a week early so we'll have to apologize on that uh in the sense of our news may not be super current uh, <laughs> i'm not <laughs> sure our news is ever super current yeah i'm not sure either i mean it's it's a week in between shows and we try and give you a little bit but <laughs> exactly. exactly um so have you are, are you having a good week is it all everything yeah. falling into place as it should it, it, it has been a very busy week. Um, we just literally, I took Conrad Schumacher to the airport and ran back home to, to do the show. So we had a two-day clinic with Conrad Schumacher here. And uh, it's always so amazing to have someone like him at your farm. You know, it's just, it brings in such great energy. And, um, you know, people just ride a little bit better when uh, a very large German man is screaming at them. <laughs> but, <laughs> he doesn't yeah, scream. It, he doesn't. Oh, well, yeah, he does. But oh, okay. It's all in good, 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 good humor and to, to make you better. And um, it was a great week. And uh, I rode all my horses, really. Uh, so I am actually a little bit tired, I have to be honest. Uh, I rode quite quite a few um challenging ride today but that was exciting and i'm um, glad you're working hard yes i was working very hard <laughs> so it was good i'm gonna sleep well tonight for sure yeah. um and and so but it was great you know it's just like when philip comes to town or when someone's you know comes in to help you and it, it it's really helpful and it just reminds you of so many different things you should do and um I kept this clinic pretty quiet so that I could sit down and, and take some notes and study and, and really reflect and think and watch some lessons. So I really enjoyed, you know, sitting back and seeing someone else teach my students, which is fun. So Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Sounds so how about you, Philip? What's going on? Um, not much. It was kind of a quiet week and quiet because I actually, I hurt, I sprained my thumb pretty bad. On a, uh, on should we th- ask how you did that? Yeah, on a three-year-old on their head, you know, they're just getting pushy and rammy. And then, so I sprained the thumb, I went to the hospital, it's not broken, and uh, turned kind of black and blue, but I haven't been able to ride for a few days, that's why it's been quiet. No, I can imagine, like, you can't put your thumb on anything, so... (laughs) Yeah, it just kind of hurts, but I'll be okay. Do you have a whole like bandage and stuff? Should we put no. this on the on the Facebook page? I think we should. No, I don't have a bandage and stuff. <laughs> I got a pretty, Ow. I got a, I got a pretty good photo today from. Um, I just you took a photo put of it. it on our, on the it, yeah, kind of black and blue, but that's um, that's horses, right? You get injured all the time. I, I've got a, I, I, honestly, I've got some tape on my shoulder, and <laughs> yeah, I think it's part of the part of the job for sure. Yeah, so, uh, but it'll yeah. be okay. Oh, yeah, we, I had uh, I was coaching at the first show. Of the season, and all my students did really well. We got um, awesome. lots of pretty red ribbons and lots of good scores. And, Which, and a, tell them, <laughs> red ribbons in Canada is winning. Yeah, See, that's winning. Red yeah, in second. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, red for first. Blue. That's right. Blue is second, right? That's right. You just, yeah. just, you just switch them back. You just switch all yeah. the placings. Mm-hmm. You know, first and second switch, second and third. No, sorry, oh, third right. and fourth switch. Fifth and sixth switch, and then and then you'll have it right. 
okay. You that just have to sense. be different. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we do. That's okay. Yeah, that's why my favorite color is blue. But that's okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, red red is good. We should just Red is good. It. Red is really good. It's good. And we have beautiful weather and it was just awesome. We had a great day and uh and now show season starts. I got this weekend off and then we'll be going pretty much every weekend till yeah. August. Yeah. Yeah, you and you have a much more condensed season than we have. Yeah, um, yeah, gotta fit it all in. Gotta right. fit it all in. When the sun comes out for the two months, it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope everybody. Actually, we had some really, really bad storms here yesterday. I thought at one point it was going to be a tornado. Uh, it was really scary. We were all stuck in the indoor, and and it was oh for sure. So. So what do we got coming up in the show today, here, Reese? I think well, we got we interesting have, yeah, stuff. We have a really interesting sh- um, show, and actually, um, Courtney King Die. Uh, she's going to come on the the program. She has a new autobiography that's coming out, so we're looking forward to hearing that. And she's also working with Kimmy O'Donnell on the uh, Christine O'Donnell Helmet Safety. Equestrian Helmet Safety Act of 2013, and it's actually in Congress right now. So um, we may potentially need all our listeners to to do some work for us and write their congressman and, and representative. It's actually in the House of Representatives. Um, Courtney brought it to attention um, to try and um, have some help with a Kentucky senator, who uh, Andy Barr, who is uh, in a horse coalition in the house. So, um, I sent some emails for her and, and then of course, then I said, well, you know, Courtney, would you guys come on the show and, uh, talk about the bill, uh, tell us a little bit about it and tell us how our listeners can help. So how we, we can support it. Well, yeah. I don't know if I can write my congressperson, but yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you're no help, Philip, but everyone, I, the Americans that are listening to the show can help us. So, uh, that would be really, really super to have yeah. help with that. So, um, that would be great. And I think your sister's coming on, right? And my sister is coming on, and I, I feel actually horrible that she has not come on the show. We, we are almost to our two-year anniversary, and I cannot believe my sister is coming on. So uh, actually, my sister, Lindsay Koffler Cassidy, uh, is an amazing rider uh, herself. Uh, she was the silver medalist at the Young Riders uh, Championships. Uh, she also won multiple gold medals at the Coupe de Marique they had in Canada. Um, and she was a, a trainer, a head trainer at a facility here in Kentucky. Um, but she, unlike myself, she had a different career path. And she chose, um, so in honor of Mother's Day, she has two wonderful children, um, Connor, who is uh, almost four, and Addison, who's almost one. And, of course, I adore them. They're, I call them my children because they're mine. Um, they're amazing. Well, they're mine, so but you get to give them back when you don't feel I, like I give them back, and I spoil them, and I get to <laughs> you know, do really cool, fun stuff with them, drive tractors with my nephew, and my niece is still a little young for ponies, but she don't, don't you worry. Um, yeah. So Lindsay's going to come on and talk a little bit about just her life now and what it's like um, you know, to try and start to fit horses into our life. And, and I really felt like, um, you know, it just dawned on me, I should have Lindsay on because I think this is a battle that uh, a lot of, of women have. And she also, she's uh, the head technician at my father's office. So she's has a career and two, two little children uh, and also has still the love of horses. So um, it'll be fun to hear what she has to say. And she also is giving us a trainer tip. So she's got a great trainer tip in mind. So she'll be on the show a little bit. And like I said, I feel terrible. She's not been on before, but you'll really enjoy her. She's wonderful. 
Um, and, and, and I'm certainly very excited to have her back in riding and she has helped me. Uh, I have called her, I call her in, um, even with little kids, there have been kids in strollers in my arena when I needed some help with some problems. So really, really excited to have awesome. her on. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. So that's what we've got going on. So after this commercial break, we will start with Courtney King Dye and Kemi O'Donnell um, about the Christine O'Donnell Equestrian Helmet Safety Act of 2013 and also talk to Courtney about her autobiography. Are you tired of treating your horse for soreness? Well, then be proactive. Benefab offers you and your horse a natural remedy to joint and muscle stiffness, inflammation, and circulatory deficiencies. Benefab offers a variety of innovative products, like saddle pads and polo wraps and quarter sheets for your horse, and socks and blankets for you. Simply ride in it or wear it and feel the difference Benefab's ceramic-infused products make. You can check them out online at BenefabProducts.com or you can call them toll-free at 855 855- Nine five seven eight three seven eight. Well, it is truly my pleasure this evening to have Cami O'Donnell and Courtney King Dye on the program. Um, Courtney actually contacted me last week um, to see if I could help a little bit with our House of Representative member, Andy Barr, um, with the Christine O'Donnell Equestrian Helmet Safety Act of 2013. And I said to Courtney, I said, I would love to have you and Kemi come on the radio show to talk to us a little bit about the bill and um, how our listeners can help. So, um, Kemi, do you mind to get us started to tell us a little bit about the bill and how it got started and, and, and just get us started? Okay, perfect. Yeah. Back in 1998, my 12-year-old daughter, Kristen, was riding in a lesson and wearing the traditional velvet hunk cap. And the horse spooked and she had a really simple fall, but immediately was unconscious and went into a coma and unfortunately died the next day. About a year after that, um, one of the managers of Bomb where she was riding contacted me and had found out that in Australia, New Zealand, and the Eastern European Coalition, that they had a regulation already in place in those countries that stopped the sale and production of unapproved equestrian helmets. And he thought that it might be something that I might be able to do or start to do here in the United States. So I contacted through friends, um, Senator Dodd, I'm from Connecticut, and he was our senator at the time, and he gladly um, took on into writing a piece of legislation, and it took me about a year or so to find Senator Chafee, who agreed to co-sponsor it with him. And in 2002, um, the Kristen O'Donnell Equestrian Helmet Act was introduced before the Senate. Um, It was turned down and has been introduced four times in total through to the Senate, and all four times was turned down for no specific reason that anybody um, could ever give me or his office. After that, um, I was blessed with being introduced to Riders for Helmet and got to know Courtney and Lindsay Boyd, who started it, um, to help Courtney with her medical care expenses. And I went and spoke many times trying to find anybody who could help connect me with another congressman or senator to reintroduce um, the bill. And thankfully, um, about a year ago, Congressman Hines' office from Connecticut, I was contacted by them, and he agreed, he has a daughter who rides, who's 11, um, to reintroduce it. And it was just reintroduced about two weeks ago, 
and I am desperately trying to seek other congressmen to co-sponsor this piece of legislation. Um, so the more the merrier, as they say. Um, and Courtney and Reese were wonderful about con- helping me try to um, get on board the Kentucky congressmen. Um, and as I said, we have three Democratic congressmen and women who are sponsoring at this time, but we do not have any Republican support. So if anybody who is listening has any contact with um, any congressman or woman that was a Republican or Democrat, I would greatly, greatly appreciate your help. Um, the purpose of the bill, just so everyone understands, is it's to stop the sale and production of unapproved equestrian helmets. The Velvet Hunt Cap, I didn't realize at the time that Kristen was riding, was actually a hat, a piece of apparel, and not a helmet in any way. If she'd been wearing a approved helmet, I know she would be alive today. And because the hunt cap looks so much like a helmet, um, it's sold, marketed, um, everywhere you see it as a chin strap. No one really knew itself that it was just a hat that offered no protection. Um, I always say it's a consumer protection issue, not a regulation, meaning that no other industry out there, um, my niece was telling me the other day, you know, you can't go buy a life vest that's not a life vest that won't let you float. And I always say you can't wear... Um, you know, a, um, a helmet in the, on a bike or a motorcycle or a car seat, you know, that's sold and looks just like one but actually does nothing. So, um, you know, I hope everybody does wear a helmet and an approved helmet, but that is not um, what this bill is about. It's just basically not allowing something that looks exactly like a helmet that falls in the wrong hands many, many times. And many people have died and suffered TBIs because of it, um, not to be allowed to be sold or produced in our country. And yeah. that is where I am. And, um, you know, Courtney's here on the, uh, on the radio, too, and she's been helping me immensely, so I pass this on to her. Well, um, that's what I think is such a great thing about this bill. And what I thought of my letters to, to, to the congressmen and senators where I work is that is I... Do you meet with any um, anybody um, going against it? Because it's not as it's not insisting people do wear helmets. Just ensuring that what if they choose to wear a helmet, that what they get offers protection. And that's really why I mean this bill is so important to me because. Of course, my accident, I've, I've done as much as I can to, um, to get people to wear helmets, to not make the mistake I made. But in Kenny's instance, she didn't make a mistake. She was just misled by the salespeople. She thought she was helping to protect her daughter by buying helmets. And, and her daughter didn't need to die if she just um, she didn't choose to not protect her if she just knew what she was buying then uh, her daughter wouldn't have had to die so so Kimmy can you can you tell us a little bit the difference between an ASTM helmet just kind of kind of let let our listeners know that the, what that means. Um, and what they should be looking for when they purchase a helmet. 
Um, the ASTM actually, it's a safe, you know, they safety tested and um, anything that is ASTM SEI approved has gone through strict um, testing for all kinds of impact and falls. And based, if you put that on your head, you know, nothing can prevent you from all accidents. But there is um, like a G-force that your head will, um, when it hits the ground or hits something else, will be in contact with is dramatically reduced with any approved helmet. The velvet hunk cap, as I said, um, has no protection. There's no foam. There's no material in the lining of that hunk cap that does anything to reduce the G-forces of when you're of the impact. And because of it, as I said, you know, it's basically there's no difference between wearing nothing unless your head hits a branch, basically, with a velvet hunk cap. So if you're going to purchase a helmet, please make sure that you look and make sure it's ASTM, SEI approved, the hunk cap or any unapproved helmet, um, it'll be on the shelves a lot of times right next to the other ones. And unless you turn it over it, um, and there's an orange sticker in, on the inside and it says in bold letters, do not remove this, but it does not say like, this is not a helmet, which bothers me immensely because I wish it had, you know, a huge warning across it. Like this has no protection, but in the fine print you'll read, um, the manufacturers who still produce them have always placed that in there sort of hidden underneath um, for liability issues that, um, you know, this is a piece of apparel. And as I said, if it's a piece of apparel to this day, I cannot understand why for the last like hundred years it's been sold as a helmet, um, in this country. So just make sure that it is approved and there will always be a stamp on it or, um, you know, if it is approved, if it doesn't have that, do not purchase that. And, and just, just so our listeners know, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be an expensive helmet. I think that that's yeah. really yeah, important to know. Range. Yeah, and even the, even the, the hunk cap, um, there's a couple of manufacturers that um, still have them out there. And they are probably, I mean, in the old days, they used to be a lot less expensive. And I always felt that that was probably the biggest issue I have with it because... When someone starts a sport, I have five children, you know, a lot of times I'm like, okay, let's go get something really basic because, you know, I'm not sure you're going to stick with the sports. I don't want to spend $250 on something. And the hunk cap used to be like 89 and the approved helmets were 200 and up. So now, I mean, they were selling these hats at $175, um, which were more expensive than some of the approved helmets. So, um, you know, they're not, there's all ranges of approved helmets and price-wise. I'm not sure about the difference between them. You should really look into that and contact a manufacturer if you um, are purchasing an equestrian helmet and really ask them, you know, what's the, between these price differences? Am I actually getting more protection or is it actually just the look of the helmet that I'm paying up for? Um, because as a consumer, you really, really need to be informed about what you're really purchasing. Yeah, and, and and I'm not sure 100% on this, so please, please don't quote me. But I think as long as the helmet has an ASTM approval, that you are getting the same amount of protection no matter what the price of the helmet. That is my understanding of that from the meetings that I've been to. So I'm not sure about that, but as long as it has some sort of approval through ASTM or FEI, um, those are actually the helmets. And, and Courtney, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that I think you have to ride, if you're riding in a recognized competition, it has to be an approved helmet. You can no longer have yeah. you can no longer yeah. have a, a piece of apparel on. You can you have to actually have a, a helmet with a chin strap. So yeah, I mean, um, up here I've had I've had stewards check helmets. You know, ask you to dismount and make sure that it's an approved one. And then I think now the stewards kind of recognize 
the different brands that are out there, I think. And, uh, and yeah, if you're riding in a show, that's for sure. It has to be approved. So Absolutely. That's, that's, that's a good thing that the, the equestrian sport, sport is bringing in um, the, the regulations on their own. But I think also you have to go right back to the government. I mean, I don't understand a lot about American politics, but I, 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 don't, I can't figure out why this would not get approval through, through the government to, uh, to just do away with those helmets that don't offer any head protection. So hopefully this will go through or you can gain some support and, uh, and, uh, and get that done. Absolutely. And, and Kemi, can, can you tell us actually now that that leads me into this question of how can our listeners help you support this to, um, you know, through through Philippine Canadian can't help us really. But um, how can our American listeners uh, help sort of get this bill up on the, the, the floor of the house? Um, there's a number of things that um, anyone could do if they're willing to for me. One is um, if you happen to know any congressman or senator um, if you would personally reach out to them, um, I can give you, I will give the email at the end of this and I can send you a copy of the bill. Um, it's HR4225, I think, or 552. Sorry, I'm on in the uh, car. But, uh, and if you go on the Kristen O'Donnell Equestrian Helmet Act and it's C H R I S T E N, there is a Facebook page. Or if you want to Google it, there's tons of articles that have come out recently about it and you can really be informed about it. Um, and if you contact anybody and just say, you know, this is a woman I know or a friend of a friend, and would you, you know, please see if the senator or congressman would actually look at the bill, um, or they can contact Congressman Himes' office in Connecticut. I can give you that information as well. He's the one who's um, sponsoring it. They will send anything along and answer any questions. And as I will myself, please, anyone, feel free to email me at odgirls, G-I-R-L-S, at opponline.net. Um, I don't think there's anything I can't answer about this. I've been doing this for 14 years, um, trying over and over again, telling the same story. And uh, so hopefully, as I said, this time it will get passed. And if you don't have time to do yeah. any of that, it, it just like the, like her Facebook page. Hopefully when they... Um, you know, go to after it's introduced, they could at least say, you know, I've gotten 2,000 more likes in the last few weeks since it's been introduced. I feel like anything that we can do to promote support for it um, would help the cause. So thank you, anybody who could do any of that for me. And can Courtney, can you be accessible on that repeat email address since they can't rewind? Yeah, absolutely. Kemi, can you repeat slowly your email address? We will also, for every for all our listeners, we'll have it up on our show note page, and we can put it up on our Facebook page as well, the Dressage Radio Show Facebook page. So, Kemi, can you tell your email address again for our listeners? Yeah, so sorry. Okay, it's O-D-G-I-R-L-S at O-P-T net. Super. And um, the House bill, it's if you just look up online, h.r.4552. That's how I looked it up. Um, you can pull it up. You can read the bill. Um, and, and again, you can um, very easily, you know, everybody, every every House uh, member and uh, congressman and senator have um, have email and you can call and it and it's actually a very easy process and they're really there to help you in any way that you can so and I'm sure with Courtney and Kemi uh, they will both help in any way that they can to sort of get some traction to this so 
Kemi, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Courtney, we have some exciting news, so we're going to keep you on the line. But Kemi, thank you so much for your time. And uh, we will cross our fingers and toes uh, that we can get some traction to this bill. Coach Jen here, host of the Horse Tip Daily Show on the Horse Radio Network. The way consumers interact with the brands they have trusted for years and those they are about to fall in love with for the first time is becoming more and more mobile, literally, and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. Podcasts or internet radio shows like this one combine the new consumer preference for on-demand information and entertainment with the power of niche market audiences. Advertising on the Horse Radio Network podcasts allows you to reach the equestrian consumer using today's preferred on-demand delivery system. It's cost-effective and flexible, able to reinforce your existing marketing and social media strategies. To learn more about advertising on this show or any of the shows on the Horse Radio Network, contact us at 859-951-2022 or you can email us at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. That's glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. Come and join the Horse Radio Network family. You'll enjoy the ride. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for staying on the line. And, and it's so cool that you are helping Kemi with, with your status and, and being an Olympian uh, to help her sort of get this bill some traction. So uh, I commend you for that. And, and I thank you for, for emailing me. So I hope that, that I can help as well. But you have some wonderful news in the form of a baby girl. Congratulations. Yes, yes thank you so much. She's just a legit on job profession. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm not a mom, but I mean, just to hear hear how excited you are and your voice is, is really amazing. Yeah, I'm, I've always wanted to have several kids, but having her almost makes me not want to have more because no one could possibly be as perfect as she is. <laughs> oh, her picture is just wonderful. I think that's why my mom my mom had two kids because I was not perfect. So. You were not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. We, uh, we're not going to say anything about that. <laughs> yeah, my mom had three, so I'm the middle, so what can You're I say? Middle, yeah. <laughs> so, Courtney, tell us, you have a very exciting um, announcement in your autobiography is coming out, correct? Yeah, yeah, I just wrote another baby, and I'm so, um, I'm, it's dedicated to all those over the years, so all of my many, uh, many downs in my apps, the public has been there both financially and emotionally, um, supporting me so much. And so this, at least the people, or interested in my story is a way to just get back a bit. And I'm so excited about that they helped me to make it because throughout the whole thing, I have journal entries. They, um, and, um, uh, 
made keeping our journal through my early days, through the both Olympics, through the Olympics, with the World Cup, my effort at the Paralympics. They um, supported me by keeping journals. That's how I did fundraisers. So because of that, I'm, I'm able to put in personal, um, like in the moment, feelings and everything throughout it, and so many details. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's fun. And it's fun um, finishing at the perfect time so I can put all my focus into my friends of perspective. Oh, I think that that's such a wonderful thing that you've done. I mean, I think, so what was it like to write a book? I've never written a book. What was that like? It's hard. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, but it was so fun for me because, um, like, there are many days when, of course, I can't do much, and my husband is away at work a day. So all I can do is sit around. And if I didn't have that to work on, I'd just be twiddling my thumbs. So it gave me something that I could feel productive and and dedicate myself to through all these years. I started it and um, the, the later that year in 2010. So I... I have spent years doing that, and it's just provided me with something I can focus on. So that's been really, really good for me. Well, now you have you have a baby girl. I mean, my goodness! To now you have stuff to really take care of during the day. How is that going? Being a new mom. Oh my gosh, I. Um, it's another thing that makes me um, appreciate um, a certain aspects of my injury. Like if I were in my um, full-time career, I would ever, I, even breastfeeding was been checking my emails or returning phone calls. I just wouldn't have gotten to appreciate all this time with her. I can sit and I spend all day with her. Like, I just appreciate it so much. And um, I can't tell you how happy she makes me. You can hear it in the background, can you? No, oh, I know. She's so cute. That's awesome. So, Courtney, how do we how do we get a hold of your book? This is so exciting. I can't wait for you to tell us, you know, how we can find it and, and what are the processes? Well, um, it's, it's not out yet, but um, I'm going to have a link on my website, Courtney King, uh, sorry, cqdressage.com, and um, a link to Amazon to buy it. It will be sold in Amazon, and the name of it is Courtney's Quest. It will eventually also have its own website. Um but yeah, you can just go to my website or Amazon if you're interested. 
Ah, super. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for your time. And and River, we've heard a little cooing in the background. I love it. But thank you for your time. And um, thank you so much for working on this bill. And and, uh, again, we would, um, people can go to your website to find out information about the book. And can they also, is there information on your website about the bill as well? Um, There is. They they have to go on my personal page. And um, I, I, um, I'm trying to take our way to the user, um, but in my blog section is there from uh, about a week ago. Super. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for your time and all that you're doing for equestrian uh, safety and, and riders wearing helmets. It's really incredible what you're doing. And, and we wish you all the best. And we love those picture, pictures of River. Keep them coming. I love you. Thanks, Reese. Well, that was a really great interview with Courtney and Kemi. And, and please, uh, if you have any questions or, or need some help again, uh, we will happily help you uh, to get in touch with your congressman or senator. So fingers crossed that something actually happens uh, that would be with the bill. That would be pretty cool to come from the horse industry and help a lot of people out. Um, so after this commercial break, we're going to come back and actually talk to my sister. And, and uh, now I'll release my guilt of not having her on for two years. And uh, I think you'll enjoy hearing a little bit about uh, her life. And, and actually, Philip sn- snuck in a question about how naughty I was as a kid. So yeah. thanks, <laughs> we put her on the spot. We, we got embarrassed Reese when we can. <laughs> Thanks. Hi, Glenn here, and I have Debbie with me from Equestrian Collections with the product of the week. Hi, Glenn. Um, this week I'm going to be talking about an item that I think I have talked about in the past on our product of the week, but they have changed the design, which they do every once in a while, and that is the Ariat Mini Carryall. This is my favorite, favorite, favorite person. Every woman in the world loves purses. Um, these things have all the, the pockets everywhere. I have the size. The size is 13 inches high, 14 inches wide, and seven and a half inches deep. So it's the perfect purse size. It's not too big. It's not too little. And it has pockets everywhere. It even has pockets that you can carry um, wa- coolers, water, and stuff with you, which is not always true of all purses. This year... They've come out with some really cool designs that I wanted to talk about. Um, there is something called the Black with Bits. It's a very stylish look, which is a little bit different. Um, so you can carry that to your uh, fancier horse shows or your pony club events. Um, they have a camo pink one. So if you want to go to some of the more um, rustic events, you're covered. And they've got a zebra one, which, of course, with my black and white horses, I had to buy one immediately. Uh, They've got some different colors and different styles and different designs, and this is the world's most perfect purse. So I wanted to go ahead and uh, remind all of your women viewers um, or listeners about this purse and also the men, if you're looking for a present, this is the perfect one. It's not too expensive. They're all like in the $30 range. And I even embroider mine. You can have them embroidered with initials or pictures of your horse or whatever you want to do with your embroidery it's big enough to do that on the one side so it's a perfect present and that's the Ariat mini carry all my wife owns a couple of those but she'll want a new color now so there's a whole <laughs> bunch of new colors check it out at equestriancollections.com just search for Ariat mini carry all and you'll find the whole collection at equestriancollections.com 
Well, it is truly my pleasure this evening to introduce my sister, Lindsay Koffler Cassidy, to the show. Linz, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited well, to be on. <laughs> well, I know I've been the worst sister because um, it's almost been two years and you haven't been on the show, and that's really embarrassing, actually. Well, well, let me ask a question. Has she listened to the show before? I don't know. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, so oh okay. That's good. That's good. Show. Then, yeah, we, we could have got her back a little bit, Reese, if she hadn't listened. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's funny. So. No, I do listen. It's nice to listen. So, <laughs> so for, for everybody that doesn't know, we actually do have a brother, Ian. We get that question a lot. Uh, but Lindsay was my partner in crime for many, many years. Uh, Lindsay is, uh, be, I'm going to brag on her because I'm the sister. I can do that. I'm older, actually, by four years, but everyone thinks Lindsay's the older sister. I don't know what that says about me. But uh, Lindsay is a silver medalist uh, at the North American Young Rider Championship, individual medals. She has multiple team awards from the North American Young Rider Championships. She has a gold medal from in the Young Rider division from the Coupe de Marique, which was an um, invitational between U.S. and Canada. Um, and she also um, is a USDF gold medalist, and she was a professional trainer uh, for many years. And uh, several years ago, she changed careers, and she now is an uh, optical technician, and she actually is the head tech at my dad's office, um, and the mother of two wonderful children that I like to steal at any time I can. So, uh, Linz, I, you know, I, I wanted to bring you on the show, and, and we didn't have a Mother's Day edition, which we have done, uh, we did last year with our mom, and I thought it would be really fun to bring you on and, and talk to you a little bit about kind of your change um, of career and, and what motherhood has, has brought to, to the table and also um, now the struggles to get back into riding. So uh, let's start a little bit on, on um, you changing out of the horses and into professional life. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think the, the neat thing about riding is, um, and growing up riding, is I think it teaches you um, kind of a level of discipline, um, to kind of be uh, an asset in anything you do um, in life. And uh, I loved doing the horses professionally, um, but I have always been allergic to the horses. Um, so that's a problem a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and after many sinus infections, I kind of decided maybe uh, it was time to reconsider what I was doing and uh, not so fun to be sick all the time. And... So I kind of looked, and at the time, um, I was thinking about something. I like caring for people, and I guess that's part of being an instructor and training horses and riders is, is being a good people person. And so I enjoy being around people and caring for animals and people. So it was a natural transition um, to come and be an ophthalmic technician and, and learn that and care for people. Of course, that's I specifically that we work with, but it's um it has its similarities in that you're still dealing with the same personalities and different things like that. So I think it, it was kind of a seamless transition, although uh, I think I, I put on some definite weight <laughs> in that transition from, from not working out and riding all the time. It's amazing how uh, you get used to that and your body gets used to that. Plus so two I children. Think I a, absolutely, and maybe too many cakes from patients. <laughs> <laughs> so too many cakes, hey? Too many oh, cakes, the, I tell you. Oh, I hardly ever get any cakes now, yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they like to bring the candy and the cakes, so it's hard to stay away. <laughs> um, you know, so that is uh, that was kind of a natural change, and I enjoy it. Um, I feel very fulfilled in, in my day, and, and it gives me something to kind of do. And, you know, although I really miss the horses. I miss being outside. It's hard being inside all day after being outside all day. Uh, most of my life, so that's a, that's a change. Um, but you know, having the kids, I kind of get outside in the afternoons and stuff too. So I still kind of get some outside time. <laughs> so. Yeah, Lindsay, yeah. tell us something that you don't miss. I mean, people who have changed careers <laughs> always lament about the things that that yeah. that were good about their old life. But what you know, there are things that you probably don't don't miss about this business. Well, what what are they? <laughs> Yeah, well, well, number one, this winter has been terrible, and I know everybody across the country knows that, so I did not miss getting out in the cold weather and mucking yeah. all taking care of horses, yeah. you know, and chopping ice in the middle of the night. So, you know, I, I didn't miss that, you know, part of it, really. I'm always ha- happy. I always tell Reese I'm, I'm happy to fill in. Yes, <laughs> but, and she know, has filled but, in, for sure. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't miss that. Um, you know, and I, uh, I love horse showing and, and everything like that, but, you know, not not horse showing and being so, um, you know, into going every weekend and everything, it's it's a little bit more laid back, and I get, guess my perspective has changed with the horses in that, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more interested in just the training of the horses. Um, my time, I think, now I enjoy most just going out and helping Reese and being her eyes on the ground and you know, having that kind of experience as well, especially when I was pregnant and I obviously kind of couldn't ride. Um, so I really, I enjoyed that. So, but, you know, the horse show situation is maybe not something that I necessarily miss, although, I mean, I never really felt that much pressure, but, um, and I think maybe that's because we were doing it together at the time. It kind of makes it, I think, a little easier when the concentration's not solely on you. And Reese and I were lucky enough to kind of, train and ride at the same levels kind of exactly at the same time, um, which was kind of nice. Although, of course, when I was a little older, I kind of looked up to her. But, um, you know, so it was kind of nice for both of us to have our time. But if we had a bad ride, you know, we both kind of said, <laughs> wouldn't say things to each other. And, you know, we kind of agreed to just kind of be quiet for a little while and talk about it later. Um, you know, and that that's, you know, so that's, that's something I, I don't really miss, maybe just the pressure of, of really wanting to do well and please everybody. And um, I, had a, I had a very difficult horse uh, when I was showing. Uh, he was, I guess, Reese can say, crazy. kind of emotionally taxing. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, was, just plain crazy. He was yeah, crazy. he was uh, just plain crazy. Um, so, you know, the good thing about that was that I never really expected, I don't think, much from him. It was great when he was great. He was amazing but when he was really bad he was really like bad zeros bad (laughs) like leaving the arena bad you know crazy so um I think that that you know that taught me to to not maybe take things as serious as seriously and you know that's not so bad so um but you know all that stuff that the horses taught me that I do that I don't miss I think taught me to be a better person in managing people and sticking things out in life, you know, that maybe aren't so pleasant. <laughs> Nobody so, likes being out in the barn in the freezing cold. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, but it teaches you, you know, the discipline of taking care of something. And, you know, that also, I think, 
has made me ultimately a better mother as well. Um, you know, because so, there's things about being a mother that aren't so pleasant. <laughs> oh, those babies so, are amazing. They are wonderful. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. You know, but I think every mother can say after being up all night with one that's sick or, you know, one that is up all night just wanting to, you know, not go to bed. That, uh, that That's not so fun. So. <laughs> So, Lindsay, talk to us a little bit about, you know, the challenges now of coming back into riding. I mean, um, obviously, um, Lindsay can come to my barn and ride any horse at any time. So so she she can do that. But talk about some of the challenges that you face now that you're like you said, you're getting back into riding. You you lost some fitness and, and, and you know, all that good stuff. So talk to us a little bit about some of the challenges you have now, uh, kind of wanting to get back into riding a little more now that the babies are a little older. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, you know, I mean, I think the neat thing, and, and everybody had always told me this, you know, if you go and you have a family, you can always come back. And, you know, I guess in the short term, it's something that I was, you know, my husband golfs, my husband fishes, my husband hunts, you know, those are things that are seasonal. Um, and he knows, you know, how I did the riding and stuff and how big a part of my life it was and everything. But I guess, you know, getting back to it, I'm not a person, I guess, and, and most people aren't. I don't think that, you know, I just love being in the barn. So, I, you know, Reese and I had initially talked about, well, I'll just have the horse packed up for you. But, you know, that that's something I enjoy. I enjoy grooming the horses. I like being with the horses. And, um, you know, so it's for me, I don't want it to be an hour. I'm on the horse, off the horse. Um, it's really, you know, and by the time I drive out to Reese's, kind of a, a three-hour commitment, you know. So I always tell my husband it's like golf. That helps a little. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, so the time is really an issue, you know, especially with two little ones getting out there. But, you know, we've really kind of, and my husband has kind of been great about it, kind of made the commitment to, you know, okay, you know, you really want to get back to this and I will help you and I'll either watch the kids or I'll come out to the farm with the kids um, and watch them, at, you know, at the farm and, and my my son loves tractors, so frankly, that's not difficult. He'll sit on tractors for probably two hours <laughs> at Aunt Ruthie's. He loves it's it. It's perfect, so. yes. It is. It's perfect. So, and they get to have a good farm life, so that's good. So, um, so you know, that the, the time commitment is, is a big one. And, you know, but I think once a week, it's not that hard to make that kind of commitment as long as everybody's kind of involved with that. Um and as far as the fitness, it's very, actually, I think Reese and I have had some really good laughs about the fitness because, you know, I mean, when you're doing the horses, how we did them in the high performance world and, you know, just as a trainer and that, riding a horse is nothing to you. It's, it's like somebody that goes to the gym all day. It's, it's no change in your fitness. So... I had never in my life been sore from riding a horse. <laughs> and, you know, the first day I went out to Reese's, we just laughed because, I mean, to trot around the, the arena five times was a feat. You know, so I just, I've never had that be an issue. <laughs> so it's a little humbling, I have to say, <laughs> um, and enjoyable, you know. So, and we had some good laughs and, you know, certainly I felt like jello, which is very funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> and she rode um, Denali, of course, who's perfect. I did. Her nephew. Did. She got to ride him. Yeah, and that's who she rides when <laughs> she comes out now. And it's very, it it's fun. very fun to see, to see Lindsay ride, um, you know, a horse that we bred and, and, you know, uh, she helped me plan from the very beginning and, and to be able to ride him is, is pretty fun to, to watch that for me on, on that level too. So. It's very special. It's very special. And, you know, I am, I am terribly lucky in that, um, you know, my husband and I had talked about horses financially as well, um, whether or not we actually moved right before we had our second child so we had talked about whether or not to get a farm and uh, that was something that we decided maybe we needed to wait on with little children and we didn't want to have to worry about children and the horses and leaving and I am so lucky that my sister has the horses um, so but you know that is something we had kind of talked about with the financial situation and of of the horses and you know did I want to buy a horse and try to board a horse and you know we just looked at that right now and said we really didn't want to make that commitment you know at this point in time so I I think that it's important for everybody to realize that there are opportunities um you know I know Reese is great at her barn she does allow people to come and kind of uh work on the side kind of work off lessons and do that kind of thing um so there are opportunities out there if you want to get back into horses that make it a little bit more affordable if you're not in the same financial situation or, you know, that sort of thing, um, you know, to make that happen. So, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that, I think I that's think that's, that's really good. I mean, you know, I think working, um, I think, you know, a lot of a lot of trainers and barners need um, people, really good people to be. Um, you know, reliable to come and ride. So I think that that's a really good idea. Um, I think leasing a horse also can be a good idea. You never know if there's another um, mom out there that that maybe wants to half lease their horse. So I think if you can be creative sometimes, I think that that's a really good way to, uh, you know, to to kind of be ready if you're not ready at the moment to make a commitment. And, you know, like Lindsay said, we're lucky because I have a whole stable and Lindsay's an amazing rider, so she can ride anything in my stable. And and we have so we have a, a little project horse um, that when she's able to commit a little bit more time, um, that she'll she can have that horse to ride too. So she's got plenty of horses to ride. Um, but I think being creative and maybe working with with your barn owner or a friend who maybe is having little ones or whatever, I think that you can make it happen. It may not be the ideal situation. Um, but, and obviously riding once a week isn't ideal, but I think it's something right now that you can look forward to and, and get out and ride and have a great time and enjoy the horses, um, without having to really commit financially at, at this point. So I think it's worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. And there's lots of ways to be involved, even if you aren't riding per se, you know, I'm involved in a number of, um, show organizing type thing volunteers is always needed you know that could sit on a committee you know if you have a little bit of time at least then you can be involved in horses and and in dressage or whatever discipline that you might want to you never know just put send an email and and see what you get back and you never know that's exactly right and you're right Philip. actually when i was pregnant one of the things i enjoy doing most was going to the shows and scribing Okay, Lindsay, we're going to keep you around for a trainer tip in just a second, but I'm going to take this opportunity to find out what Reese was like oh, as a child. Thank you. I want to figure it, I want to figure it out. That was so nice oh, of me. I'm sorry, Philip, I didn't hear you. What did you say? I want to know what Reese was like <laughs> as a kid. Oh, what Reese was like as a kid. Well, um, be nice. You know, 
Be nice. I have to say, Reese, thank goodness, is the most outspoken of the two of us. Um, shocking. Oh, uh, yeah, shocking. <laughs> I was a very, very quiet child, I think. So, um, gosh, Reese has stuck up for me many times, thank goodness. Um, but we, I think we had a really good time growing up together. Um, and doing the horses together was, you know, a really special thing, I think, for us. And has always... I think kind of bonded us for life, uh, whatever the situation is, whether I've been having children or she's been, you know, in Florida or, you know, wherever things have taken us, it's, it's always been a common thread for us. But as far as Reese as a, as a little child, <laughs> let me think. Oh God. Said, the worst part is that we used to go hacking when I had a pony <laughs> and she had a horse and yeah, she used to, my pony would like start to be naughty and she would like, <laughs> try to trot ahead of me and the pony would take off with me. <laughs> and Reese thought that was hilarious and she would do it to me all the time. And finally, thank goodness, the one day she did it to me, her horse actually bucked her off and I loved every minute of it. Uh, I was yeah, like, yeah. So karma, it was right? so Instant coming. Karma. Oh, it's karma. Got you yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we definitely, we definitely had, had, yeah, Teddy and Boots. Yeah, I got, I, it was just so hilarious. I got bucked off a horse named Teddy. Yeah, it happened. That's okay. But that's okay. Also, the, the funniest showing wise was Lindsay <laughs> is I'm super I have to like know where everything is. And like, I'm super organized. And like, <laughs> I get really weird about like, if stuff is put all over the place. Well, Lindsay is, is if you don't mind me saying Lindsay is not that way. She's exactly yeah, I'm a little bit. Yes, I am not to type A like Reese. That's for yeah. sure. I mean, like, I'll line my shoes up before I go ride. But like, I'm really weird about that kind of stuff. And Lindsay is not. So we, at one point, did have to draw a line to our, our tack room. And my yeah. poor mother was like, oh, my God. Because I just couldn't. Like, it drove me crazy that our tack room was dirty. Like, I I would clean it before I would go ride. Like, that's how weird I am about it. And so, but once we could draw a line down the tack room and her side could be look like the atomic bombing off and I could have my side very neat and tidy, that was better. But yeah, so I'm not, figure out how to make it work, I guess, huh? Yeah. So when you have a sister, you know, you got, and we did. We sh- we would, we showed together for, for oh, my goodness. Many we didn't years. share a bedroom. Like, that no, we did not share a bedroom. We would yeah. share hotel rooms, and I wasn't weird about that. But definitely, I couldn't handle, I couldn't handle it. So we had to learn how to deal with that. But that's good. I mean, I, thankfully, my husband's a little bit like me, so I didn't have to. But it would have prepared me very well would have for prepared marriage. Prepared you for, for yes. living with a messy person. Yeah. Yes, thankfully. <laughs> so that was that was good, and, and and we both had to adapt. My mom just was like, "You are working out. You're two adults." Like, or we were teenagers at the time. Yeah. So my mom was like, "Good luck, kids." So figure it out. We have some funny stories like that for sure. We do. We do. We have some good memories, so for sure. <laughs> so, all right, so all right. Lindsay, now now yeah, we Phil can get just to tried to embarrass tip. me. Thank you for yeah, not taking I, the bait. I, I thought I'd give it a try. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> I like it. Throwing me under the bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk later, Philip. I'll give you more stories later. <laughs> no, I like it when it's on the radio. I want everybody yeah. to know, not just me. Everybody. Thanks, Philip. I'm embarrassed That's now. That's funny. I love it. <laughs> uh, so, Lindsay, have you got a trainer tip for us today? Give us one of your favorite exercises or, or hey, something. Yes. I do, actually. I have a good one. Um, I'm fortunate enough, actually, that um, I spent a lot of time with my coach, Jessica Ranshausen, who I was very fortunate to spend a lot of time with. And she's actually um, my my son's godmother. So in a, in a special way, we were even connected. Well, I haven't been doing horses, so that's kind of cool. But um, 
the neat thing about Jess that she always taught me as a rider was to always be in balance with the horse. And, you know, as, as I've been around and, and been to the shows with Reese recently and looked around, um, and something that I always stress when I'm helping her is, is being in balance. And I think that it's hard for somebody that maybe doesn't all the time have somebody watching them or helping them and maybe they see something on video or they see something online. Um, and I think the one thing that I see over and over right now is that people sit too far forward with their upper bodies. And, you know, there's all this talk about getting horses' shoulders up and different ways to do that and bad ways and good ways, you know, all sorts of things. But I think the most important thing to remember is that if you're sitting over the horse's shoulders, your weight is now distributed over their shoulders. And it's kind of like a teeter-totter. If you were sitting on the downward slope of the teeter-totter, it can't ever get back up. You know, if there's not any weight, and if you sit in the middle of the teeter-totter, it stays in the middle. So, you know, that's something that, that I've noticed is kind of happening over and over is that people, you know, war- warming a horse up in a light seat, I think, is a little different with maybe a little forward position in the upper body. But, um, you know, I, I see it in the ring, too, and it, it certainly doesn't help anybody progress up the levels when we're trying to create lightness in the shoulders. So I think my favorite exercise um, for checking to see if you're in balance is actually just to get on a 20-meter circle and to do a rising trot and sitting trot for about, you know, five strides either way and very quickly you figure out whether you're in balance or not, you know, and, and I, I think that that's maybe the best and most simple exercise that you can do on your own that will let you know whether or not you really truly are in balance. No, I, I think that that's a really good one. And I think that that's so true that just being in balance, either if you're sitting too far forward or too far back, you know, there's definitely that sort of sweet spot that you have to sit in the, in, in the horse wants you there. But it is difficult, too, if you're riding for, for example, young horses Young horses don't Absolutely. sort of give you that sweet spot to sit in. Or, you know, if you ride a lot of different young horses, it makes it even harder to sort of find that sweet spot. Um, exactly but- right. And I, I think it's, a you know, if you're doing the rising trot and sitting trot too, um, it allows you to be off a young horse's back um, and also teach them where you should be so that they understand the weight distribution. So. Sure. And, and, and I think too, I mean, a straight line from your ear, shoulder, hip to your heel, um, you know, you can take, I, I typically will show people with a whip and pull up a whip and, and I'll show, you know, I'll show them. And, and a lot of times when people come for a lesson here, they'll bring a spouse maybe or a friend. And I mean, really a spouse or a friend can show you or tell you, um, you don't really have to necessarily have a super trained eye for that. Uh, you can, you know, I've trained husbands to do that and, and, you know, and, and you can, they can also see their spouse from behind, you know, look when they're riding are their hips level and their shoulders level um, versus if they're not. And so that's something that can be very helpful or even just to have someone videotape you um, to see where your balance point is. Uh, And and the same thing can happen in in, in lateral movements as well. You know, where are my shoulders in comparison to the horse's shoulders? Yeah, Um, I think that's a good point, Reese. I mean, uh, it's, it's not all that difficult to get in line when you're in halt. But right. as you're moving around, as the horse gets bouncing you around, everybody wants to be a little a little too much forward or a little bit too far back, you know, until you really 
um, can repeat the movements a little bit and try and figure out where you should be. Like play with your shoulders a little bit back, a little bit forward, so you can find. I like. I see a lot of riders, and uh, and I teach this a little bit that that everybody's trying to get to the perfect spot, and they're being it. They're doing it by being a little bit stiff, instead of experimenting a little bit with their body, a little bit with their shoulders going forward and back, to help you find the sweet spot. I mean, it's not. Riding is not trying to force yourself into the right place. When when you're in the right place, it feels right, you know, for the horse and for the rider. And I think that's an important point that um, if it's taking a ton of effort, then, you know, try and reevaluate what you're doing. And and uh, I think especially as you're lengthening and collecting, I mean, this is where riders tend to f- fall in and out of balance a little bit, that you have to repeat those motions and not just think about the horse, but think about yourself. Because when you're in the right spot, the horse can achieve his job a lot easier. Um, in the halts, for sure, we see riders, you know, pull on the reins and tilt way back. You know, it's all about being able to be in balance while the horse moves, not just standing there and halt and uh, and and finding the right place. So, I think exactly. it's a good point. Yeah. Lunge lessons are still a great thing. Yeah, lunge lessons. Yes, are awesome. lunge lessons are awesome. And and again, it you can at what level you're at, it still is a wonderful thing. And riding without stirrups. I mean, I think you can also do that. I mean, that's also, these are things that help you with balance. And, and again, if you, you know, I have taught many groups of friends, you know, that, that know how to lunge and that type of thing. You know, we've done lunge lessons together. Well, they'll come, they pay me for a lesson and we work on just lunging each other so that they can do it and they have some exercises and they may ask me another time, like, oh, okay, we've done these exercises. Can we have some more? But that's a great way to also incorporate a friend or, or a sister or if somebody, uh, you know, husband, if, if somebody can be taught how to lunge and it's done safely, obviously there's lots of safety precautions you want to make. But um, I think that that is something you don't necessarily need your trainer for all the time. And you can really make a difference with somebody, uh, with a friend, uh, by doing it once a week. And that can, you can have a lesson and then you could have a lunch lesson with a friend and you will, you will reap the benefits. That's something that's, that's really important. And, and frankly, I don't do enough. I got Mr. Schumacher pulled my stirrups today and, and I appreciate it. I mean, I, I think it, it's a good reminder, um, to always, to know what you're As doing. As a warning, so. if you're going to involve your spouse, make sure you have a really good Whoa. relationship. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I know no. this is not a case with you, Reese, but I, you know, I help my no, wife with no. her riding a little bit, and oh yeah, it doesn't Ooh. always go smoothly. <laughs> it's the same with children, Philip. I can already yeah, tell that go, my youngest right. one is very opinionated, so I will not be teaching her. And no. Well, that's the thing. My husband said, well, I want lessons. And I was like, well, that's great. You can call your sister-in-law. You can call your mother-in-law. You can call my assistant, but it ain't going to be me, buddy. So you're going to keep going. of the relationship. I mean, from working together with riding, um, I I mean, I coached my wife before (laughs) before we were in a relationship. And then we, you know, and then I've gone (laughs) helping her. It's, it's changed. That's, you know, for sure. But it's, it's helped us to kind of sit down and, and work yeah. things out a little bit, you know, and, and so it, yeah. it has been a, an exercise in riding and an exercise in, in marital relationship. Yeah. So yeah, there you exactly. go. You may get more than you expect out of a lunching <laughs> lesson if you involve. Out of a lunch like lesson. Yeah. 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 Just a warning. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, just a warning. Thank you, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lindsay, thank you so much for a great tip. Thankfully, um, in this case, Lindsay and I work very well together and, and without her help, I certainly would not be as far along and, and um, you know, she doesn't know it yet, but I have to give her my time for next weekend for, for the developing horse selection trial. 
that I will have her at the horse park for. So I am so lucky to have my sister and um, to have, obviously we have a great relationship and she's a huge part of my village here um, at Maple Crest. So Lindsay, thank you so much for your time. And uh, we, we will love to have you back on the show again another time. Well, I would love to come back on maybe when I'm in better fitness and I can talk a little bit more about not gasping <laughs> for air after five laps around the arena. <laughs> well, Denali was, Denali was fine just to chop five laps. He thought that was fabulous. Uh, I know. He yeah. did think that was really fun. <laughs> well, thanks, Lind, and we look forward to talking with you soon. All right. Sounds great. Well, that was a great trainer tip, and I hope that that helps everybody as we love to try and do trainer tips every week. And uh, this week, actually, our show is is actually uh, pretty long, so Philip and I have an email uh, that we will we get to. We've got stuff to get to. Yeah, yeah we, we, we're going to get some, to it. Don't worry. Don't we worry. will get to it next week, so uh, we promise. And we love emails and Facebook or any kind of shout-out. Uh, we love answering questions, and that's what we're here for, so uh, we really enjoy that. So um, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website dressageradio.com you can like us on facebook just search dressage radio show follow us on twitter at horse radio my website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com you can find me at philipparksequestrian.com and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a great show and don't forget to check out all the other shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>